Bonjour, bien à vous sur le podcast de la page Look. <laughs> well, uh, for anyone that doesn't speak French or, uh, I mean, I'm sure I ripped that to shreds, uh, that was welcome. Um, hello, welcome to the Loop Page podcast. You might be wondering, Luke, why are you trying to speak French and doing a terrible job? Well, uh, my guest this week, Mavic Bright, is uh, is French, and I had to do it. I had to do it. Um, so, apologies for any French speaking French speaking people out there. Uh, Mavic, if you're listening, I'm sure you're <laughs> laughing at me right now. Um, but today's episode is uh, an absolute um, awesome episode. Um, I love it because, you know, our, our one of our main programs is called The Leading Coach and uh, Mavic is uh, an awesome, amazing leadership coach. So I wanted to get, I saw her speak at a, an event that I went to a number of weeks ago and I wanted to get her on. So um, this one is how to become a leader. People are drawn to follow even if you aren't successful yet. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. Bonjour, Mavic. Bonjour, Luc. How are you? What is up? I'm good, Uh, and you? I only know the... uh, I think we're in the same boat. It sounds like my wife and our son are just leaving. It sounds like you're in the same boat. My, yes, my husband too. <laughs> same That's deal, it. yes. Same boat. It's like, get out of here. I'm doing a podcast. Yes, <laughs> this is the last I'm second. working. <laughs> yeah. I'm working here right there. Yeah, that's it. That's How it. Good you? to meet you. Yeah, I'm really good. Good to meet you too. I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you so much awesome. for having me. I was going to say... um. Does it ever get um, Does it ever get old when people like me, um, Australians, Americans, Canadians, whatever it is, they speak to you in? Well, I guess Canadians. There's a big part of Canada that speak French, but uh, no, is it, so does big. it ever get old where people, English-speaking people, speak French to you? And it's like you know, we just know the st- stock standard hello and merci and all that no, type of thing, you know. Y- you know what? For me, it just build rapport and yeah. <laughs> and and vulnerability. I feel like when you say bonjour, I'm like, mm. okay, he knows perfectly how I feel speaking mm-hmm. in another language. So no, no, it's not odd. It's okay. Thank uh, you for doing it. Thank you. Yeah, good. Because I always wonder. I'm like, oh, whenever I do that to people, and I'm like, are they just like, oh, here we go, the stock oh, standard no. hello and thank you and that. Oh, no, no, no. And and the truth is, really few people do it. The the Mm. truth is, people don't dare because when you are not so sure of your accent, the pronunciation, the way the the other will receive it, you don't dare. And and I really (laughs) acknowledge and and I'm thankful for for everyone trying. No, 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 no. Thank you so much. 
No, well, any time. Well, I'm, I'm glad I did it then because I'm like, should I do it? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yes, do it. yes, definitely. You know what? Absolutely. Australia is our next destination. We wanted Ooh. to live in uh, in Canada. We live in Canada right now in Toronto yeah. since mm-hmm. last year. And mm-hmm. after we wanted to live in um, Florida, but we are hesitating between Australia and Florida. Well, as in to live? Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. There you go. Where would you live in Australia if you came here? We don't know. We just like the idea of living yeah. in Australia. That's so why cool. we came here in, in Canada. We didn't know anything. We didn't know Ontario and Toronto. And we say, okay, let's try. Let, let's give it a try. We took our mm. four kids and we came here. So I don't know, but I feel like it's such a... I, it's not the proper word, but it's like I, I feel, it's how I feel it. It's such a people-friendly country. When you yeah. look at Australia from, from the outside, you feel like it's a people-friendly country. So that's why we want to be <laughs> here. There's plenty of assholes here in Australia, just, let, just to let you know. But there's friendly, <laughs> friendly people and there's mean people. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, reach out to me yeah, if, you, if there's anything I can um, uh, advise or if you've got any questions. You've got, a, you you've got a local Australian here, yeah, so I can, uh, so I can give you my thoughts. So um, when times come, when time comes, I'll call you, give you a call, and ask you call. some advices. Yes, I will. As we say in Australia, give us a, give me a bell. That means oh, I like give me a it. call. It, in French, is donne-moi un son. It's give me a bell, like give uh, me a sound. Son. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Donne-moi un son. Yes. Ah. Oh, it's same stuff. You'll you'll be right. You'll fit in. You're no problem. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mavic, I wanted to get you on. Thanks for coming on, by the way. Um, I wanted to get you on Thank because, you so uh, I mean, my audience are coaches, right? So, coaches grow in their business. And I, I spoke, I saw you speak at um, BBD a number of uh, weeks ago. You, you spoke about leadership. Loved your talk, yes, by I the did. way. Loved your energy. You so loved much. your passion. Loved your Thank truth. You. And, um, you know, in, in a lot of the people that I help in the coaching industry, um, what I see a lot of is uh, generally people copying each other. So it's like, okay, my dream is to build this really successful business. But it's almost like, how do I get there? And they're just looking at others. Okay, I'm just going to copy that person. I'm just going to model that person. And, um, you know, my experience in the coaching industry, roughly 1% of coaches get their dream business, such a small percentage. Um, and you'd have an idea about this, right? And I'm just like, when I saw you speak and you're talking about leadership, I mean, that's what we need. That's who you need to be. You need to be a leader. And more importantly, you've got to be a leader before you even have the success. Definitely. You have so, to live as yeah. a leader. Yes. I want to chat to you about it because, like, you're a legend okay. at it. You're an expert. So, uh, there's what you said is very interesting. You said people are modeling others. You said a very few percentage of people succeed in building their dream business. And uh, the first thing is human are animals. We are animals. And as animals, we fear differences. So if you want to thrive, but you want to know that you won't be rejected by others, by your clients, by your competitors, by pe- by your family. So, 
Being an entrepreneur is such a bold statement that you try to minimize risks of rejection by modeling others. Second, human are habits beings. So that means that if you see someone succeeding, you will say to yourself, okay, this path is the right one to get where I want to be. So you will try to get in those habits fast in order to get there faster. Second, you said very few people succeed building in building their dream business, but that's so bigger than that. Very few people succeed in living the life they dream of their dream life. That's the truth. So the percentage percentage in your business uh, of dream business existing and dream life existing is exactly the same because we fear differences. But for me, what people need to know is what gets you where you are now is not what will get me where you are because we start on different points. I am different. My condition is different. My paradigms are different. So even if I want to mimic you, I have to to do to find my own path. But second, if when you are at ease with the idea of even if I want to be where he is now, I have to take a different path. You will say to yourself, okay, if I have to take a different path, I better choose a different goal. And my, my opinion is, you know what? We don't have to make it complicated. We don't have to make the big leap at once. We can try to make peace with things step by step. First one, if I want to get there, I don't have to take the same path. I have to make my own path. So if I have to take the risk to take my own path, let's try our own path for our true dream. And last, you know what? People mimic others because so often it's so difficult to own your vision of success, your vision of business, and your vision of succeeding. That's it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I think about, um, I mean, we all take inspiration from someone, right? We all do. Like, we're all made, ultimately, you would be made up of a multiple people who inspire you throughout your life and it's created your own brand and style. It's the same deal for me. Um, and I think about from kind of when I first started, I generally, what I did um, is I found, say, a mentor who I really looked up to and I really modeled them very closely. So even to the point where I started speaking like them. And I think that happens a lot of the time where as opposed to grabbing little parts of everyone and creating your own unique style, you just become a clone of someone. Um, you, you mentioned something about minimizing risk, which I just wanted some clarity on. So minimizing risk of modeling others. You're saying that we all we don't want to be rejected so then 
we see someone who's successful mm-hmm. and then we, we make this kind of the assumption that, hey, if we can mm-hmm. model this person and it minimizes our chance of being rejected. Um, so, I mean, what was my question from that? Minimizing, <laughs> minimizing risk. So minimizing risk to be rejected, is that what you were ref- kind of referring to? Definitely. That's it. The risk is That's the rejection? It. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. One of our biggest fear as animal, as animals, as group animals is being rejected. Loneliness is, is such a nightmare for human being because even if you are an introvert, you are an, a human, so you want to have like this tribe you belong to the, the feeling that you belong to some somewhere or to someone is something really important for human beings. So yes, is the fear mm. of rejection. Fear of rejection is one of those fears contouring business. Yes. Mm. Um, now, do you call yourself, if you had to put a kind of like a title on what type of coach you are so you know there's health coach and business coach and relationship coach do you, do you call yourself a, a leadership coach you know what i used to call myself a mindset coach but more and more yes i see my myself as a leadership coach yes that's what i am awesome so um what do you because this is interesting i'd love to get like what do you what do you define as leadership because it's like so interesting to speak yes. to leaders and then you ask, hey, what's leadership to you? And then what's leadership to you? Leadership is having the best plan for the group, having a, a clear vision and having communi- enough communication skills to make others see what you are the only one seeing. That, that means... My first responsibility as a leader is having a vision in my head. Mm -hmm. I see something. I see like a big picture for the group. And I feel like it's the better plan for the group. And my work is telling people with so many details where we will go and how will we be better for them to Go there with me. And the last mm-hmm. stuff is, as a leader, you have to be, to be able to make others thrive. You are not a leader if you are not able to make others thrive. So that means I have a vision. I have yeah. communication skills to communicate, to interact with you, to make you able to see what I see, to feel what I feel. And after that, I will tell you Every single one of your competencies, your qualities, your strength, we need as a team to go there. That's leadership. Love it. So let's break that down because it's kind of like the three steps around that. Vision, Mm -hmm. communication skills, and almost like get people results or get people to move into a better version of themselves. Um, Vision. I'm so inspired by vision. I remember I saw one of my mentors, uh, maybe it was about eight years ago. It was one of my first business courses that I did. And uh, his name's Jack DeLosa, a big entrepreneur in Australia. Um, And he got up and he spoke about vision. And I was just like blown away. And he spoke about just all these amazing, huge figures in our lifetime and and before, speaking about 
how they stepped up against, you know, a lot of pushback and they just held so strong and tight to their vision that they could overcome anything, basically. And I was just so inspired by that. And then you kind of related it to, um, you know, thought leaders in the past to current business owners. And I just, it kind of clicked in my mind. I'm like, I get it. I just see how important vision is. And I, um, when you were saying that, um, you know, uh, how do you become a strong leader? And it's number one is, well, you've got to have a really strong vision. And I think about, I think about, I'm just thinking, picturing scrolling through Instagram right now and looking at the news feed. And I'm thinking, out of the people that I see the content, which ones really project a strong vision? And it's like, it's almost, it's it's the ones that are successful have this strong vision, right? But say the ones that aren't, are just like maybe posting content. So what's a vision for starters? And then say someone listening to this and they're like, oh, you know, I've done that vision exercise. I did a, I did a course a couple of years ago and it had a step one write out your vision statement and then they haven't gone back to it. It's just like it's just that little vision statement. It's That's it, right? So what's a vision to you? Because there's different meanings and everything like that. And then what's, what could be the first step someone can do to really start to embody that vision and let it kind of shine out through their content, through their coaching, through their branding, everything like that? Okay, so you can let, let, let's start by the big picture the general vision for me your vision is where you see you and people surrounding you in like three five ten or twenty years is some th- some focal point where we are heading so it's kind of a big dream. For me, the first step, the first, the, the most simple step you can take to have a vision is lie on your bed, close your eyes and ask yourself, how would be the word if it, if it was the perfect environment for me to thrive? And don't don't think about how, don't think about why. Just ask yourself in five years from now, how would be this word when every single morning I would be happy to wake up? Mm. That, that's the big picture. But as a business owner, the vision is where do I want to get people I serve? Where do I want them to be? When you know clearly where you want them to be, you know how to use your skills, how to use your competencies, and you know what you need to be trained at. You know which skills you need to develop, to Mm. go and look for. And sometimes... People are always looking for leadership. Leadership is lonely because sometimes you'll know, you'll find those skills doesn't exist yet and you have to create them. And that's where the fear of rejections comes out. That's where you say to yourself, okay, 
okay, okay, okay, okay, okay, okay. People will think I'm crazy. So let's try to find another way to do it, how others do it. But when you do that, you are not a leader anymore. You are a challenger, but you are not a leader anymore. Mm. Leadership is lonely. Yes, leadership is lonely. Of course, leadership is lonely. And you ask me, what is the first step people can take to embody leadership? The first step you can take, I will say it again and again and again, is asking yourself, what are my values? What are my five core values? And ask yourself, when you shower, when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you interact with your loved one, when you interact with your clients, ask yourself, am I honoring my, my values? Am I living from my values? This, this decision, is it the best one? Is it the most congruent one with my values? That's the best way, the first way to embody leadership. Because when you ask people, what are your values? Everybody tells you the same vanilla soup. Love, family, and gratitude. Those stuff are important. But if they are some kind of tool you use to hide yourself from your real values, they are vanilla soup. Mm, What's an example of um, Rocky Road values? Okay. For me, for example, the first value, the most important one is bravery. You have to be brave because people think being successful or being a leader is about being fearless. No, 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 guys. Being a leader (laughs) is about facing your fear. Being a leader is about knowing that As a human being, every single time you will want to grow, you will want to achieve something, you will fear something. And if you don't fear, your big is not big, your dream is not big enough. It's not big enough to grow. You have to have something to face. So for me, for example, the first thing, it's not love, it's not family, it's bravery. Because to be able to love my husband my five kids, my family, to serve my clients the way I do it, I have to be brave. Because sometimes the way I love, the way I serve, the way I speak is different and is ununderstandable by anyone. And I'm okay. And that's lonely. Hey, I just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I've put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in. So save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to lukepage.com.au forward slash 10K, I'm going to pop that link in the show notes. But anyway, let's get back to the episode. Um, when you first started your coaching business, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. compared to now, because you're talking about that, how, you know, as a leader, it's not just about mm-hmm. you're having confidence all the time. You've got to be able to be brave, right, and face fears. Definitely. What was it like facing fears when you first started your business compared to now? If you can think back to, oh, those, you know, 
Can you repeat your question? What was my what? What, what was it like? What's it like facing fear now in your business oh. compared to when you first started? Because I'm just trying to think of, say, you know, the listener here. Um, and you know, most listeners are, are, are probably making under 150K a year, right? So their fears um, are going to be like you've already been through a lot of their fears that they're facing. And they're probably thinking, oh, do I just get to the point where I'm so confident that facing fears easy? Like, what's the difference, do you feel, from you facing fears today where you're at compared to when you first started? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it <laughs> doesn't get easier. No, 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 no. You get used to yeah, it, it but it doesn't get easier. No. Mm. And, 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 that's, and that's, that's amazing because you still have the same clues in yourself, in your body. You have the same clues. For me, when you don't experiment any fear in your business, at some point, you are playing too small. You are not playing the big game. Your goals should make you at least a little bit uncomfortable. But discomfort is the same for me and for some someone else. Mm. The, the only difference is that the symptoms and the causes are different. So when I first started my business, my, my biggest fear was... Nobody will buy from me because coaching is not popular in, in French-speaking country. I'm a woman. Um, I'm in a little island and, and nobody's no, nobody knows me. Those was my fear and I was so uncomfortable with that. Not sleeping at night thinking about, OMG, how will I be able to pay my bill? And right now, my biggest fear is, am I honoring all my potential am i really leading by example i have clients i want to serve and i have kids i want them to believe me when i tell you fear is part of the game i want them to believe me when i say you can do whatever you want i want them to believe me when i say you have to play the big goal so my biggest fear is always, okay, now I am embodying what I preach. Am I facing my fears? So mm. I, I am not saying that you should live every single day in fear because you need comfort, you need security to be able to reach your peak performance. But you shouldn't have only comfort around you because if there's only comfort, there's no performance. Mm. I was going to ask you what's like a recent fear. If you, is there something a little bit more specific? So if, uh, you know, in your business, is there something where you're like, oh, you know, what? I feared that the other day or... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Can you think of anything? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, <laughs> we were working, my husband and I, in the middle of the night. I woke him up and I said, okay, I know what we will do. I, I just think about, thought about a new program. I know what we will do. And my idea, I have uh, the, the biggest group 
group coaching membership in, in French-speaking country. Mm. And uh, right now, we are launching twice a year. So we welcome, we welcome around 1,000 mem members each launch. And I said to myself, okay, I want to launch once a year. So I'll have to welcome 2,000 people. Mm. But to be able to do that, I'll have to make more registrations, more masterclasses and tweak my, my launching strat launch strategy. And I said to myself, I have a second program. I said to myself, okay, for the first time, when people will buy the program, once they buy, they'll have a pop-up telling them, okay, but for this price, you could for a limited time have the two programs. And I said to my husband, you know what? Our signature program now is known and we have results. So time is up. We should launch the next level. So my idea is doing launching three products at one time. We will launch our signature program propose our second program and while we will be doing that inside of our program we will be launching the next level that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> every single cell of my body is crying screaming yelling <laughs> I, I, i'm just I, I i can't believe i i said that but i feel like that's what i should do And I hope we will succeed as a team. But if not, so what? We'll try again. And the discomfort will be a little bit less scary. Mm. That's it. Yeah, it's really good insight. Is it? It's really good insight, yeah. Because... Is it precise enough? Absolutely. That's precise enough. That's what <laughs> okay. I was looking for. Yeah, I just think it's really good insight because I... <laughs> I just think that um, there's a bit of a, a misconception that, hey, when I'm successful, then uh, I just don't have any fears anymore. I don't have any doubts. <laughs> when that, when no, I no, get no, all no, that, no. I'm all going to be confident and I can just do anything. So that's, that's a great one. I love no, it. No. But, but you know what? I, I just want to, to add something. Mm. People think being confident is not having fear. That's, that's not true. That's wrong. Mm. Being confident is knowing that you will be able to face, your, to face your fear. Knowing that you have the skills even if you fear. That's being confident. Mm. It's, okay, I'm a human being and right now I'm scared. But I'm okay. Being confident is being courageous, is being brave. That's it. That's confidence. That's true confidence. Love it. Love it. All right. So that was our little section around vision. Number two, you said communicate. Yeah. And huge one. Yes. How we communicate. Yes. Our message, what we believe in, our vision, where we're heading, who we're helping, everything like that. What are some tips around communication? If we, you know... We, we need to be this awesome leader that stands up in times 2023 and we've now started to embody this vision. Now we need to share it. We need to communicate the right message. What's some things that you, uh, you, you how do you help people to communicate at another level? Two step. First one, fourth grade language. Don't use any complicated word or complicated concept. 
A leader is someone who is able to simplify everything. People coming with you, people trusting you, want you to make things simple for them. That's why leadership is lonely because your work is taking like big concepts, complicated methods and everything and make it simple. And second, so second in the first one, Hmm. people don't want to know everything. Very often we think, I have a vision, I know what is the method or I know the path to go there. And we feel like we should deliver everything for to the people we serve. No, people just want to know what is the next step. You as a leader, you have the path in your brain, but for your team, for your, for your audience, you just have to deliver the next step. Okay. We are heading there. It will be a journey. Let me deliver you the first step and I want you to focus on this one. That's it. Second, to communicate, we have to be vulnerable. Connection is about vulnerability. So, my biggest advice is storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. If something is important for you, You have to tell me why you have to tell me why as a, as at a human level, why is it important to you? When I, my, my, my mission statement is I'm building a world of powerful women, men being women like others. And when people ask me, but why, what what does that mean? I say, you know what? The shortest path between my power and me is being the guardian of yours. Because if I am your bodyguard reminding you, you are powerful, you can do that. Let's do it together. I am reminding me, I am powerful. So when I tell you why, Is it important for me? Why it is important for me? It's easier for you to try to understand how at a human level it can affect you. Second, in the second point, you have to tell people how it will serve them. If you want someone in your team to come with you to do something, you don't, you cannot just say, okay, that's what the business needs. That's what the business need. And you will develop this skill, but this skill at a personal level, that's how it will serve you, make you happier, make you more confident, make me, make you more you. And you have to do the same with your client. When you deliver a client a promise or a promise or a, a message or some kind of big baseline under your offer, People don't want to know your methods. They don't care. People want to know how you will change their life. People want you to tell them, if you come with me, if we are on the same boat in X amount of time, that's how your life will be. That's it. Mm, It's like um, that last point that you made about um, you got to tell people what it means for them. Um, 
Yeah, that's like I, I've been teaching sales for a long time, and that that's just like a that's just like a you know sales one hundred and one is that when you're speaking to someone, and you're selling to someone. It's one of the unconscious. Well, some people consciously ask them, but you know whether it's subconscious, they ask themselves, well. What's in it for me? What does this mean for me? And I think a, a lot of, say, beginner or amateur salespeople, they talk about the product, kind of what it means to them or it's unrelated to them. Hey, the product's going to do this, 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 this. But, hey, they're wanting this, this, and that, and that. So, hell yeah. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. Um, now, your last point, which was around you got vision number one, how you communicate number two and then number three was getting people results. Now, I guess the obvious thing here is, well, you've got to know your craft. If you're teaching someone how to become a leader, for example, well, you need to know how to be a leader yourself. You need to know how to uh, teach all that. You're teaching someone how to find uh, a partner of their dreams. Well, you need to know the strategy and the steps to do that. We know that. That's the obvious thing. What do you think is like the, what's like the number one reason or the typical reason that holds people back from getting people results? So coaches out there that want to get their audience results and their clients results, what do you see is like the number one thing that holds coaches back from getting their clients more results or even better results? Okay, I feel like um, I feel like at the at the beginning you were talking about mimicking or modeling others, and I think uh, the more your method is yours, the easier it is to get people to have results. So. I feel like the first step would be breaking down all your methods, method or all your press processes and ask yourself what is my touch in this and what are the articulations. You know, when you serve someone, there are steps. But you know, some points are critical. This person, every, and in the process, when you design a process, you know those corner, corner stones, yes, that represent really like a, a knot. And I feel if we want people to get results, we should be able to give them a clear success path. The first step is that this is where you are now. We want you to go there. In order to go there, you have to take those steps. But by taking those little steps, this is how you will feel. And if I manage your expectations and your fear, fear is the number one obstacle on our road. 
If I manage your fear and I tell you what you feel is normal, it will be easier for you to go through the process and it will be easier for you to get results. So my advice is when you serve people, ask, always ask yourself, where will it be difficult? What will they feel? And how can I help them to handle this fear? How can I help them to go through the feeling? That's my advice. Mm. So you, you're saying there, if I caught this right, that you know, going back to the first thing we're talking about where you know, people modeling others and if you're modeling someone and then someone else's strategy to get results, then because you haven't created exactly, you're missing the nuances, you're missing the magic that comes from the inner you. Definitely, definitely, the critical magic. That's it. The critical magic. Why didn't I? Why didn't I tell it this way? The critical magic. This is it. Well, we worked together, Mavic, to get that one out, didn't we? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, last thing. Um, what message do you think coaches need to hear right now? Omg, you are enough. You are enough. You are largely enough. There, there will always be people for you. But in order to find those people for you, you have to be you. You have to be able to let people see the light and the shadow. You are enough. And second one, your value is there, is there since the beginning, since the day you were born. So success or failure don't define you. Nothing define you. You define yourself. And once you are okay with that, your ego feel like some comfort and it's easier for you to step in your truth and to take the risk to make mistakes. There will always be people for you. Be you. Do you. Love it. Mavic, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know that uh, the, whoever's listening to this is going to really vibe with you. So where can they find you if they want to check you out? Uh, they can find me on my Instagram, Mavic Bright. That's the best spot to find me, but I'm on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok too with the same name, Mavic Bright. Awesome. Mavic, thank you so much. Merci for coming on. No. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for the challenge. Talking of, uh, speaking of challenge, I was like, will I be able to understand her, his accent? Will I be able to express myself in the proper way? Thank you for the challenge. And thank you for this amazing time together. Thank you so much. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world and we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.